Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Jaguar Diaries. Yes, on this week's episode of Jaguar Diaries, we talk to Tamilore about her experience reverse Jaguar. Yeah. We're talking Georgia to Lagos. Yes, and of course, the long age question of should you send your kids to boarding school? Because Tamilore absolutely did that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe because you should do that. And yeah, enjoy the episode. Enjoy, guys. Bye. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Jaffa Diaries. Here on Jaffa Diaries, we like to highlight the experience of African immigrants in the diaspora. Mm-hmm. We have a good one today, and we also have a link up today. We do, we do, which is we, do cool. we do. Yes, yes. I have my sister for like a week. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there will be a lot of content on coming. Oh my god, I'm so excited! I'm making a list right now of like the TikToks I'm going to make him make. Um, but yeah, I'm. We're in the same place, recording the same place. Um, so if you're watching on YouTube, enjoy. Um, but yeah, we have a guest today. Yeah, who do we have? We have. Um, I'm gonna let you introduce yourself, mm. and then I'll get into how I know her. Okay. Which then leads us to what today's topic is. Look at that. Yes, love that. <laughs> Tammy, the floor is yours. Hi, my name is Tammy Laura Durajay. Hi, Tammy. Tammy, where are you right now? I'm based. I'm currently in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Okay. So you live work or go to school in atlanta well i'm actually moving to california end of this month for work but i grew up in georgia and went to school in georgia mm. okay okay so pull me out of my misery how did you not been? <laughs> okay so as you can tell tommy grew up here from the u.s all that good stuff so a couple of weeks ago we did an episode on raising kids in the diaspora right mm-hmm. and one of the things that came up was should we be sending our kids to boarding school right and we were trying to decide if that was traumatic or not, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I go out to this same birthday party with the boat that I also referenced on a separate episode. <laughs> and I'm looking at her, I'm like, ah, I know this face. Where did I know this face from? Lo and behold, Tammy went to Corona. No. Yeah. She was, what year were you in when, I think you're either three, four years? I think I was in PS1 when you were in SS1 because we were on the same floor throughout yeah okay so it was three years it was three years oh my god yeah yeah that's why i knew her face because okay. she was like on my floor like okay. well yeah. so tell me this see my brake light let's not cast my age yeah <laughs> let's not cast my age uh-huh. i was going to say you probably didn't meet Tammy. yeah yeah yeah, so I think, yeah, about the time you might leave, she was actually, yeah. Uh, good, so that means we'll actually get, we'll be able to relate to your boarding school experience, hopefully pretty well, I guess. Yeah, we will, we'll have context, yeah. and I think that'll be really Because even from your last name now, I just remember there was a teacher in my secondary school that as had that exact as, last name. As soon as I saw her last name, I was like, ah, hey, I remember. The Yoruba teacher. Same last name, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's still there. I don't know if it's still there. Maru. Yeah, yeah, but... Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're like, mm, do we know <clears throat> what that experience is like for, you know, the kid that's going to boarding school? We found somebody who actually did that. And mm-hmm. we're like, you know what? Let's let's hear about it. Is it actually traumatic? Was this actually helpful for you? Um, but we will start with your origin story. I mean, your reverse Jackpa. Yeah, because <laughs> you did it the other way. Um but no, actually, before that, let me start with your parents. Like, how long were your mm. parents in the U.S. before you were born? Like, I'm trying to understand how American was your household, how Nigerian yeah, was your yeah. household growing up. So, my dad 
probably had been in America for about five years. And my mom was probably around the same amount. But my mom also did go to boarding school in the UK before. Like, both of them Mm -hmm. had to leave. My mom's from Sierra Leone. My dad's from Nigeria. So both of them left, like, under the most. Like, it wasn't by choice, kind of. It was, like, safety. There was a war Mm -hmm. going in Sierra Leone at that time. So, like, my mom literally had to leave Sierra Mm -hmm. Leone on a boat. So, like, it wasn't favorable, like, circumstances for both of them. Mm -hmm. So my mom left Sierra Leone and mm. went to a boarding school in Nigeria for some time before moving to Chicago. And then my dad left Nigeria to come to Chicago for his own safety also. So I believe they were both here for about maybe five, six years before I was born. Mm. Okay, so I think they're still very much African at that point, yeah. right? Because they are, they are older, but they're not having kids just quite yet. Yeah. Right? So you have the first... Of your siblings or no? I have one younger sister. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Interesting. Me too. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. So I didn't know that. I didn't know your mom was Syrianian. That's really cool. So you had a true West African upbringing. But mm. everyone like thinks she's Nigerian because her name is Remy Leku and her sisters are like Olufemi, Yinka, Olabis. Are they Yoruba? So their dad was Yoruba, I believe. Mm. Okay. Layers, layers. Okay. Yeah. Mm, idea, idea, idea. That's pretty interesting. Okay. So you grew up in Georgia. Yeah. Right? Uh went to school here, that middle school that is, right? Yeah. All that good stuff. So when did it dawn on you that you are going to go to boarding school in Nigeria? Yeah. So Was my- there a conversation or they just mm-hmm. dumped you there? So there was actually a conversation. So my dad moved to Nigeria a whole year before we moved to Nigeria. So he moved back for work and to be with his dad. So he told us like, yeah, we're going to like move. We're all going to move together. And I remember being really excited, honestly, because growing up in Georgia, I did go like, (laughs) I went to a very like, I went to a predominantly white private Christian school here in Georgia. So like, I remember at a point we were only like five black girls in my grade. And also, we had been visiting Yikes. Nigeria, like, every summer we'd visit Nigeria from when we were younger. So, like, I'm like, oh, my cousins are there, my uncles, my auntie, my granddad. Oh. Like, my family was in Nigeria, so I was excited at the time to move. Mm-hmm. So, you were not afraid of, like, every time we were visiting, it, it felt like home. It felt good. It didn't feel like, oh, I don't know how my cousins are surviving. <laughs> or it just didn't matter. Yeah, kid, like you're not really thinking about it. It just vibes. It just vibes, yeah. And I found it fun, yeah, like, oh, with oh, quick light, it's like it was new to me. So things like that, like, I'd be like, you know, it's too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, imagine them, this sweet imagine them taking yeah. like the city. I am like, Nigeria experience. No, no such thing. No such thing. Okay, wow. Um. Okay, so I was actually going to ask, like, what were your expectations going in? Because. I'm like boarding school is nowhere near. I think regular just visiting nights. Yeah, no, you're not even close. Yeah, like what, like when you were visiting, were you watching food? Were you no, none of that. Yeah. So, what were your? How much? How much did they prep you? Like, how much do you feel you were like prepared? Before I feel like I was prepared. Actually, so. I was actually, like I said, I was really excited. So I was like, okay, like my mom like showed me how I should lay my bed. Like I started washing my own clothes even when I was here. Cause also school oh was out in May. So I had a really long summer cause it would start later mm-hmm. than it would start here. So like, mm-hmm. honestly though, I thought boarding school, I don't know if you guys have watched the movie Wild Child. I don't know why I thought that's what boarding school was going to be like. <gasps> oh, 
I have the one with um, Emma something. Yeah, something Emma Roberts. Roberts. Yeah, my expectations. I had very unrealistic expectations for boarding school. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. It wasn't. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Cause she did like a British boarding school type. Yeah. So yeah, I I thought like that. I didn't realize it was so strict. Like also, just the Nigerian. When did the bubble burst? Yeah. When did the bubble burst? Was night one still okay, or did it just slowly like? I mean, oh, I cried the night, and I was like the only one crying in my room. And I remember my roommate was like, "Why are you crying?" I like, you know. But also, my cousin was with me, so I was roommates with my cousin, and I was like, "Okay, it won't be that bad." Oh. But then when I got punished, I was like, "That was a foreign concept to me." Like kneeling down, I was like, "This is physical abuse." Like I did yeah. the damn punishment like for the longest time. But also, I didn't. You're my first person that punished you. I actually don't. But I remember like the worst. Oh my God. Plot you know, twist. I'm scared. Plot twist was Abib. It wasn't me. <laughs> no, I think it was, I, was me. I think it was time you punished. Either you and Akisa punished our whole set, told us to kneel down and tie our arms around the floor. I remember so many of us were <laughs> crying. Like, you don't cast. I remember that punishment, man. And then scrubbing the old. <laughs> Your soul, Abby. You felt it to your soul. I mean, I feel like all of us don't forget. Like, there are some punishments you don't forget. You don't forget. But, like, do you know how crazy that you've told me this now? And I'm sure I've scared you, and I'm very sorry. But, like, I don't, I have no recollection of such. Like, isn't it crazy how you can do that? You can traumatize somebody, (laughs) and you're on your day. And and her, she's like, I remember exactly how you spread us across the floor. That was a casual Tuesday for him. So, casual. That probably was. I'm so sorry. That's crazy. <laughs> that was very crazy. I've been running into a lot of juniors recently, like from secondary <laughs> school. Oh, and it's very weird for me. Is it? It's very weird because, like, I think it's different when you run into a senior because you remember that senior because of something, something, something. Mm-hmm. But when it's a junior, like, I met one guy that said, Oh, that, um, I saw what's your name. He was like, Oh, I already know you. I went to Corona. I was like, Oh, cool. You know, I'm trying to, like, place the guy. The guy finally says, like, Oh, he was in. GS1 and I was in SS3. I'm like, come yeah, on, bro. God. Come on. <laughs> like, like, like yeah, what did you how? think I was going to do? How, ah, how far are you? No, no, come no, on. No, no, no. Come I had no chance whatsoever. I was like, yeah, no. But, okay. But yeah, when did the, when did the bubble burst? Was it the punishment that burst that bubble for you? I think punishment and then also just how, like, structured everything was. Because, like, I feel like going to school here first, just, like, seeing the way people interacted with teachers and I think actually the biggest thing for me was like the seniority also because for me mm-hmm. it's like you know in America you start school early so I was age mates yeah. with a lot or I was older than a lot of my seniors so I was born into oh, yes. so for me it was like coming from here where it's like people are like so friends like best friends with people two three years above them like I was in sixth grade mm-hmm. people are friends with like 11th graders and then like in Nigeria mm-hmm. like kind of moving and seeing like the divide between juniors and seniors. Yeah. That was so shocking. You see that one year? That your one year senior. That one year senior. Especially the seniors one year above us. Because like I said, I was older than a lot of them were the same age. So like yeah, just so seeing that dynamic too. was very like realizing like how big respect was. Like I feel like that was mm-hmm. one of the biggest things. Just seeing like, geez, like these people, are, I'm older than them, but they can still punish me. Like that's crazy. Damn. Thing. so wait so that means that at that point you kind of already understanding the like for you to feel like i have my age mate and you're punishing me 
That means you too, at that point, you started adopting the seniority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Know, when I realized, like, ah, wait, so these are people that I'm older that are, I'm the same age as, like, especially when they will punish you over yeah. small things. I just feel like, ah, it used to pay me, because I'm like, why? So, okay, I have a follow, or rather, a walk back question. Can you walk me through orientation, like that first day when they dropped you off? Yeah, I want to know when, I want to know from excitement to the tears coming out. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what, like what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like for me, because my parents wanted me to go to day school. They did not want me to go to boarding school. But I was like, Punka's going to boarding mm-hmm. school. I want to go. My cousin, we're the same age. Ah. So I was like, mm-hmm. I did not want to go to day school. But my dad was scared for me to come straight to boarding school. And so, mm-hmm. like, for me, I feel like, I remember orientation. Then Miss Fash, you know, like our house mistress, she was also actually related to me in a way. So I feel like she kind of took me under her wing. Mm-hmm. So like, I definitely okay. would say like having her there kind of made things just a bit easier for me, just transitioning. But I just remember going mm-hmm. in first day, like my cousin had friends already from primary school. So just kind of like I was meeting people through her. So I guess I feel like mm-hmm. if, I went, if I went to a boarding school on my own, I wouldn't yeah. have been like, it wouldn't have been as easy for me to just meet people. But then also to mm-hmm. be fair, I feel like people wanted to be my friend just because I moved from America, like because of my accent. Mm. Let's discuss. Because I, I was going to ask, I was going to ask, did they give you, were people like, ah, oh, Americana? And do you think people are drawn to you or were they more so of like bullying. keeping their distance and bullying you a little bit because you are Americana? I actually feel like I didn't get bullied because I feel like, I feel like that's one of the reasons because I remember like, when I was in JS1, like, some seniors in SS3 would call me to their room just to ask me, like, where I was from. Like, I remember some seniors that came from, like, England. They were asking me where I was from, stuff like that. So I feel like, for me, being from America made people kind of talk to me more. But there were some people that made comments. Like, they'd be like, oh, we didn't think you know how to sweep. Or, like, people would be like, oh, your parents <laughs> are so Americanized. Like, your parents aren't, like, African. Like, I got that. A lot. I still get that till day. Like I get that a lot. Just mm-hmm. my parents are like. Very- Your parents are not African. Yeah, because I'm very like I have a very close relationship with my parents. Like I talk to them all the time. We're just very close. So when people see, I guess the they, way- she doesn't have that African parent relationship. Okay. She's not. She doesn't have that trauma. Okay, so she the, talks to them so often. Jealousy. When she said that, oh, I talk to them often. I said, okay. Oh, got it, 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 got it. Love that for you. Love that for you. Oh yeah, that was so. I was excited first day, and I feel like it just became real when I'm like. Wow, like I went from seeing my parents every day, especially my mom, because when my dad moved, it was me, my mom, my sister. So I feel like for me, it was just mm-hmm. kind of like, I'm going to miss them. Then also realizing I couldn't just call them every day, like you had to go and ask. And then it's you have to flash, and then sometimes they won't pick mm-hmm. up. Ah, that's true. <laughs> ah, that's true. Yeah, everyone, I do take the photos. So yeah, flash. Don't call, don't call, don't let them pick up. Oh. <laughs> you'll not be waiting for the phone to call back. Then if somebody else's mom sees that calls back you'll before be you, you'll have to ah. the phone. Oh, and couple seconds. They'll not be like, tell your parents to send me credits. Ah. Oh, <laughs> that's a word. That's a word. That's a word. Yeah, and there were like only certain times you could actually call you know your parents. Crazy, on because I know exactly who you like I know oh, the person right. who is to hold the phone downstairs, <laughs> who is to do that kind of thing. Wow. Okay. So what was it like when you relayed this information to your parents? Like, hey, this is what I'm going through. I cried the first night. I, like, did you have any? Did you want to control Z? Were you like, oh, let me go do day school instead? Uh, yeah. How did they react to that? Honestly, from my memory, because I went to Crystal after Corona, and I actually. 
disliked Chris Lan more in my first year. And this was year 10. I actually disliked Chris mm-hmm. Lan more than Corona. Because I feel like I was just able to, like, kind of find my people in Corona. So I remember, like, I told mm-hmm. my parents just, like, I called them just to just them. But I don't feel like, except maybe I got punished and I called them upset about something. But mm-hmm. honestly, I don't, I can't say my experience in Corona at least was bad to the point where, like, I was calling them crying that I wanted to move. It was a bit hard because, mm-hmm. like, I don't speak Yoruba. My dad never spoke Yoruba to us growing up. So, like, some subjects, mm-hmm. like, I was, like, challenged. And, like, also, like, people making me feel bad for not understanding Yoruba and, like, failing. I was failing, mm-hmm. hopefully. But, like, that's tough. other than yeah. that, it wasn't. <laughs> she shared the same name with the Yoruba teacher. That's tough. He used to write that is tough. And he still give me Mark. I said, thank you, because... Oh, oh, appreciate, <laughs> appreciate. Shout out, Mr. Dorijay. For no, real. Shout out, Mr. Dorijay. I'm giving you zero. You're not okay. Oh, no. This oh, is yeah. your back. Like, you gave me zero. Are you well? I didn't know what I had. I was just looking. I didn't even know what to write. Yeah. What an era. What an era. Um, so, it sounds like... Okay, so you did boarding school till year nine. And then when you went to Crystal, you went to the school? Oh, no. I was still you in boarding school. Oh, they ran your boarding school year seven to twelve. Clean. I don't. I don't know a lot of people who did that. Yeah, they usually bring them in like maybe year ten to twelve. Yeah, ten to twelve or year seven to nine. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Did, did your sister do the same thing? Yeah. So she was in um in Chrisland from year seven to twelve, but she also did primary okay. school in Corona. Wow. At, uh, Oh, okay. So, because at that point, you said you'd already, you moved back home. Yeah, so you yeah. were living in Nigeria. Like, yeah. mom and dad, everyone. What was that like? Like, yeah, so you moved coming, to Nigeria. Yeah, yeah, you moved to Nigeria. What was that whole... Like, I don't... I guess I guess in my brain, I kind of processed it as, oh, you were just coming for boarding school. No, but, no, like, you, you were processing of, I'm actually moving back to the motherland. I feel like... Wow. I like being around family because I'm like, you know, I feel like, you know, being somewhere and feeling welcome, not like going to the store, going mm-hmm. out and feeling like people are looking at you a type of way, or at least until I talk sometimes, because mm-hmm. when I talk, I will come through, so people will still, but I feel like, yeah. me, I was just like, you know, what? I post my family, like my grandparents, a lot of my cousins, because my dad, um, younger sister, her kids lived in Georgia too. They also moved back to Nigeria, even though it was only for three years. Oh, wow. So it was like all my cousins, and I come from a very large family. So like all my cousins mm-hmm. were in Nigeria. So it's like, for me, it was just really like nice. Cause here, like in Georgia, I had like a cousin in Chicago, but other than that, like most of my family spread out between Nigeria and the UK. So for me, it was really just like that experience of just being close to family and just learning mm-hmm. more about my roots. Like we would go to the village with, out a doubt every christmas we're going to ijebu like with my granddad the day before christmas so i guess just mm-hmm. getting more in tune with like where i'm from and just like more learning mm-hmm. more about my culture i feel like i really mm-hmm. enjoy experiencing that firsthand and like i was like my dear can frustrate you like it definitely does but <laughs> just like i feel like i'm happy that i got that experience yeah mm-hmm. yeah you sound like it too, yeah actually. yeah did it seem like that at the time? Oh, no, no. I, 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 <laughs> I used to tell my parents, I'm like, I'm ready to go. Like, cause I have, cause I had just moved also. They had me on anti-malaria, um, anti-malaria and it was just so mm. bitter. Like just so many things I had to do just cause I was just, I had just moved. So like for me, it was just mm. like, I just wasn't used to it at all. And it took some time for me to feel like I could relate to my cousins too. Like the ones who mm. grew up in Nigeria. Cause it's like, you know, 
people automatically think you kind of think you're better than them. And that's also something I did get from like teachers, even like throughout until you're 12, when I graduated, people saying, oh, mm-hmm. you think you're better than us because you came from America when that was never mm-hmm. the case. So kind of just mm-hmm. that thing, like, okay, where do I fit in kind of? But at the time, mm-hmm. like, I definitely complained about a lot of things because you got, you know how Nigeria can be sometimes. So for me, it was just like, also, we did it you. a lot during summer. Like, we come back to America during summers. So it wasn't that bad. Yeah. So, like, I mean, we talked a little bit about, like, boarding school. But, like, social life outside of school, what was that like compared to, you know, the kind of social life you had outside of school here in America? So I feel like here, um, my mom never let me have a phone. Like, I was not allowed to have a phone. I only got a phone because we moved to Nigeria. She literally told me that. And it was a tiny Samsung. Like, she would not give me a phone here. I don't know why, but, like, here, I guess my mom... I'm trying to understand what parents are trying to accomplish, like, with sending them back home. I think they just moved back. I think. Yeah, I think I they think, just moved back home. I know, yeah. Like, yeah, the kids are coming with us. We're moving yeah, back. That's yeah, that's quite interesting. Yeah, she didn't want to I'm, I'm not like because I feel like here it was more so I guess my parents also just weren't that happy here either honestly just like because them experiencing mm-hmm. the racism in their work like Bruh, so, Georgia and like my mom and their move wasn't by choice per se more yeah. than they were moving for security yeah. yeah and I mean us when we were young we didn't understand it until like we got older and my dad would be like because my mom is a physical therapist so she was going into people's houses so just like the hostility like my dad mm-hmm. working in like a big company where, you know, just feeling that hostile environment. So here though, like, I feel like my parents, like I said, my parents have always been laid back. Like, and I do, that's something I've come to really appreciate just growing up, even seeing like the relationships some of people around me have with their parents. Cause I know like I was allowed to go to sleepovers and stuff, but going out here, my mom was just like very involved in everything. Like she'd have the person's phone number, but I was allowed to go out. But also I feel like in Nigeria, like, I was allowed to go out more, kind of. Like, I had my phone then. And, like, I guess I was friends with people who would go out quite a bit. So i just be like, oh, mom, I want to go out with this person. And it'd be like, okay, can the driver mm-hmm. take me? Like, you can take the person's, like, mom's number. So I definitely feel like I went mm-hmm. out more in Nigeria because here it was really just, first of all, I was younger. And, like, it, it didn't yeah. have sleepovers. Like, it was literally just go to someone's house for a sleepover for their birthday. That was it. Where yeah. the you know, let's go to a party, let's go, like, out to eat, things like that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I got a bit more freedom in Nigeria. I don't know if it's because they were more comfortable in Nigeria and they were more Probably. comfortable people's parents. Yeah, yeah. They're like, okay, this one's, like, I trust their, oh, this their is, standard. She moved for greener pastures. She did! <laughs> Nigeria is your greener pastures. Nigeria is a greener pasture. It sounds like... Reverse jackpot. Yeah, but, like, wow. good. Wow. 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 Do you feel like there was anything you were missing out on? Because I, I can imagine that you were super immersed in the experience you were having. But like, mm-hmm. did you ever have moments of, ah, maybe if I was in America right now, like, you know, I'd be able to do this, live like this. Do you mm-hmm. ever feel like you were missing out at all or you were happy to be where you were? I definitely did feel like that, especially having like my friends on social media. And honestly, as much as I love moving to Nigeria, I feel like that has caused like, somewhat of an identity crisis till now because it's like you know like mm. I said I speak Yoruba like stuff like that and like I understand pidgin but I don't speak it and so things like that so I feel like mm. kind of like also my music taste is very different so just feeling like 
I don't mm-hmm. belong here because you know it's like you don't act a certain way, but also like even my sister would joke about it, like, oh, you're not Nigerian, like you don't act Nigerian type of thing. So it's like I feel like going to Nigeria at the time, maybe I was just like, oh, I miss my friends, miss the fast food, but that's really like the extent because all my family, everything was in Nigeria. But now I definitely yeah. feel like uh, if I had stayed, like I would feel, I feel like I'd be able to identify more with like being from Atlanta because you know how people will be like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah. act like you're from ATL and it's like, and at the same time, feeling like I wasn't really here in ATL, yeah. 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 I mean, so. I, again, the only thing that she really missed was McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, miss- wait. And you can be both, you right? Can, yeah. You can be Nigerian. You can also be American. Yeah. You, know, you can be both. You don't have to pick. Yeah. That's what I'm learning. Well, I was going to ask her just now to pick. Okay, pick, 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 pick. Yeah, I have a question now. So, like, when, when people ask you If you had from, to say, if you had to pick. If they say, where are you from? Give me the city. Oh, where are you from? That's a good question. Like, where are you from? Yeah. I for, mm, because sometimes it depends on who is asking. No, 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 no. That's your answer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, typically, I tell people I'm from here and from Ni- and my parents are from Nigeria. That's what I tell them. I'm from Georgia. That's kind of. Or sometimes people. How many? Okay. Did you move back after you're 12? Yeah, so I came back for college when I was 18. So I was in Nigeria for six years. It was a stint. It was a stint. It was a stint. <laughs> it was a stint. You're a Georgia girl. It was a stint. She's a Georgia. <laughs> Did you go to college in Georgia? Yeah. Ah, she's yeah, a Georgia. Yeah, she just went home for home training. She didn't go home for home training. Yeah, I came back. Yeah, I came, I came, came back. back. Wow. How, how did that um coming back? Because now you're kind of, well, you're moving back to like a place that you already know and you're sort of familiar with, but like, how does it now feel integrating into adult into adult America? Because when you left, you were a child in America. Yeah, yeah, like your formative years yeah. kind of happened a so, little bit while you were in Nigeria. Yeah, although you've been here a lot longer, you know. Yeah, because I imagine the things that we learn when we go to college, like, okay, this is what it's like being black in America. Here's American society, like you know, operates. I'm trying to understand how much of that you got before you left and then how much you have to now start picking up. Uh, like, you've missed six years of stuff. You understand? Like, yeah. what do I need to relearn about American society? So I feel like, like you said, like, I guess growing up, I was kind of oblivious to a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, I knew I looked different, obviously. I was I was 12. I knew, like, I understood, like, the concept of... They'll like, let you know. Don't worry. Yeah. They'll let you know. <laughs> I understood that, but I feel like moving back, it was... It was actually quite hard for me. Like I, I that's why I actually ended up transferring schools to Georgia State because I did not like the school I was in freshman year. It was an all girls school, first of all. Oh, it wasn't like yeah. my first choice, but like I got the most money from them. But like that oh. school was very see, that's, and that's, that's when I jumped that's first first in. That's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you gotta get save as much money as you can because those schools are expensive. But like I remember yeah. realizing like that's I feel like that's when it started me realizing like wow like. I really can't, like, I don't identify as American that much anymore because, like, I couldn't relate with them. And, like, I find that's a whole nother, like, discussion and topic. And it's something I've had with some of my friends who are from here. But that whole, like, African versus African-American, because, like, to them, like, you have people who be like, oh, you act so white. Like, oh, why don't you act a certain way? Like, you don't talk like this. Like, you don't sound like you sound like you're trying to sound proper on purpose. Whereas, like, this is the way Mm -hmm. I've always talked. And it's like, 
And then in Nigeria, like, people tell me, oh, you have an American accent. And then I come here and, like, someone's like, oh, you have a tropical accent. Like, just things like that. So tropical think, accent. Yeah. Someone well, told me my mean. mom sounds like she's from Australia. I don't understand how from Australia. Wow. You know, they'll... They I've never been different. told tropical accents. This is new. I, I've been told, like, all types of things. So I feel like for me, like, moving back was kind of just learning, like, okay, like, just seeing who I wanted to surround myself with. Because I feel like that was the biggest thing. But I definitely feel like if I stayed in America, I would not be, like, the type of person I am today. I feel like moving to Nigeria, like, really just instilled, like, just values in me. And, like, it gave me the home training. No, I didn't. We'll have home training. Yeah, home training, home training, home training. So I feel like moving to Nigeria was a good thing. But coming back was definitely, it was a bit hard for me to just get used to, like. So I ended up just staying to myself, like, my whole, like, throughout my whole first year of college then. I transferred to another school, but then COVID hit. So, like, and my yes. school didn't have things like African Student Association. Like, we mm-hmm. didn't have organizations for, like, me to join where I could meet other people. Like, there was one other girl in my school from Nigeria. And, like, we became mm-hmm. friends because, like, by default. But I feel like it was... At Georgia State? Of, no, at Agnes Scott. So, that was my first. Mm-hmm. So, it was a lot of relearning on my part. Just seeing, like, how, like, to blend with people. And I realized, like... Yeah, some people just talk like you can't get offended. And some people, mm-hmm. like the common courtesy, I feel like being Nigerian, there's kind of just like mm-hmm. respect. Like respect is very big in our culture in general. So like the common respect I've had mm-hmm. for people, I realize like a lot mm-hmm. of people just don't have that common respect for each other. Mm-hmm. Home training. Oh, I was going to ask you, because you touched on a little bit of how, you know, here you are. Talking to your American friends, they'd be like, oh, you're hella African. Then when you're, you were in Africa, they'd be like, oh, you're hella American. Do you think it's a little more inclusive now compared to like your freshman year, that first un- university you were at? Do you feel like there's no, people are not really looking to differentiate as much or be exclusive, oh, you're too African, oh, you're too American? Or is it getting better or is it still more of the same, really? I feel like it's gotten better a lot, especially, like, living in Georgia, like, seeing the large Nigerian community in Georgia. And mm-hmm. also, I feel like it gets to a point where it's, like, we're grown now, so it's, like, you know, you want a diverse friend group. They're like, like, you know, like, you know, you want a more diverse friend group, things like that. So it's, yeah. like, now I'm just, like, at that stage where I feel like it's gotten way better because it's, like, no matter who I meet, they're just going to be, like, oh, where are you from? Like, oh, I'm from this place. And it's, like, nice knowing people from oh. different areas, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, because that was actually a the question that I had. Sort of also like, who do you now see yourself? Who do you find yourself more comfortable around? Yeah, now? who do you gravitate to oh, Nigeria. more? Nigeria. The Africans. No question. <laughs> I mean, I've tried. Yeah. I've legitimately yeah. tried, but like, I've just like I've always sometimes like uncomfortable just being put in position or like I work I had this job at a point and I remember like one lady she's like okay like I just have to ask you like why don't y'all like us and I was like pardon me and she's like why don't Africans like us and I was like I mean like I can't speak for the whole of Africa I'm one person and then that mm-hmm. same if they were making a joke when they found out I was from Nigeria and they're like oh yeah so we're gonna give them some goats or something and I'm like you know comments like that just <laughs> are very off-putting and I like 
you realize mm-hmm. like you get that a lot just last year i went to vegas with one of my friends and her mm-hmm. sister goes oh yeah like her sister's in her 30s mind you and when i say last year this was very recent her sister's mm-hmm. in her 30s and she's like do you guys have lions and elephants walking in the street and i was like you're 30 this person like this is like white american black no. american black wow that's tough you know something? I just realized the problem. What? Because us Africans were proud. Yeah. So if you mention good to me once, <laughs> it's a wrap. Oh, you yeah. never talk to me wow. again. Yeah, don't talk to me that again. It's very, very off-putting because it's like you see, you have yeah. to like you see movies and stuff now. Like we can't like I feel like they're not many excuses to hide behind anymore. So it's like they're just mm-hmm. comfortable in their ignorance at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's very hard mm-hmm. to relate with people. I think we should do another like, episode on like the. African American side of this, because in our in our last episode we did like a Black Diaspora Wars. Mm-hmm. We really really cautioned Africans. Maybe yeah. we need to do a version where we now start cautioning African Americans. Yeah, balance. Yeah, balance. Like everybody collect stroke one more. Every, everybody yeah. make balance. I've been yeah. so punish all of them. Since that's what they're remembering before now, <laughs> streets are back. Please clear my name. I wasn't wicked. Um, well, yeah, okay. I I have a final question, but um, it was a final question. Go for it. Okay. Would you recommend that we immigrants in the diaspora send our kids home for boarding school? So, like, if you ask me, it's like a couple months ago. I would say yes, definitely, because this is actually a discussion I've had. With my parents, I told them, yeah, I want to send my kids in the future. But I feel like now, mm-hmm. it's also becoming so westernized. So the, like, the values you want to instill in your kids by sending them to Nigeria, it's just like, just seeing all the stuff that goes on in boarding schools now, like, seeing all the stuff that's mm-hmm. in schools, it kind of scares me now because it's like, okay, where will I raise my kids? Like, originally... Well, what's happening in boarding schools? In Nigeria. Yeah, right now. I don't know what's happening. Look at all the news that's it's, it's been long since it's we've been left. Right. We don't know What's again. happening? All the things that happen, like in Chrisland, you haven't heard. Chrisland has appeared too many times. That's what I remember because obviously that was mm, like, cool. That's true. That's true. They were doing headlines some while ago. What was it for again? There was one like there was a lot. One I think a student died. Another one a student had sex with, or a teacher was doing something with an underage girl. Like mm. it's a lot. Like a it's lot of lecturer. these are problems that exist everywhere. I'll just say that. Yeah. No, that's true yeah. that's definitely true yeah. but i also just what she's saying that the what then is the purpose okay because if it's gonna happen yeah, yeah anyway where you won't be able to have access to them and i feel like i don't know i i think a part of me still wants to send my kids to school in nigeria but i definitely do think nigeria is becoming very very westernized in a way mm-hmm. so it's just kind of like okay i'd rather like have my kid under my nose here i like yeah, know what's going on then leave them in school mm-hmm. like and also just seeing firsthand mm-hmm. how like some house mistresses can be and like some teachers it's like would you mm-hmm. do that to your child like so i feel like it's very Bruh. that's my honest reason Actually, why i wouldn't do it yeah that's tough because let me not lie like the house masters those are the teachers, people that i'm scared of those, those guys, are the guys those guys are actually really wrong yeah. those guys are really i rough. think that there's something wrong with their brains because when you really deep it you can't be disinvested in the life of 12 to 16 years. You okay, care. That's fine. Oh. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you should care that much. No, because everything you do is a personal affront on who they are. So, based on that, you're going down, bro. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is this is chaotic. Like, this is nuts. And, like, to 
because I also, I think one of the things that off puts me when I was moving, Chai, I've also had, so you had a different situation where you weren't necessarily abandoned because your parents were in Nigeria mm-hmm. with you. I had a year where I was somewhat abandoned. Oh. So it was SS3. Why are you rolling your eyes? Because you are here chopping life. You see, they, didn't, they never know your trauma. Let me, let me, let me tell you. <laughs> okay, you know what? It's possible because it was also you. a tough time. That was that bad for year. Ah, that was Ebola year. Yay. That was Ebola Ooh. year. Yay. So it is, I'm in SS3. So like SS3, you, you're in school, year round for the most part because you're writing in IG, you're writing YEC, writing all the things. So we were in school for summer, whatever. Only year 12 the entire summer. That was the best. Yo, it was the, one of the worst times of my life. Like, no, 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 dead. That's one of the worst times of my life. Fair. Like, I remember your popsy dropping me off. He was on the way to the airport. Straight to the Americas. <laughs> Only being left behind. <laughs> so he dropped you and went to the airport. Said, and I just remember him dropping me off. And I just felt tears all rolling down my cheek. I've never cried when they dropped me off before. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know what it was in yeah. that moment that just said to me, wow. Yeah, everyone else is not here. I'm about to do this for three months. Straight I up. I don't like these people. Straight <laughs> I'm, See that? So, for three months. <laughs> Only half. And then the things that happened in that summer, I think, yeah, that's the reason why I rushed and left Nigeria once I finished. Because after that SS3, that final year, I was so exhausted because of Nigeria. Like I was so ready to go. So it was it was Ebola. They I remember one day they came and said that we should bath with salt water because mm-hmm. they are spraying one vaccine in the air and they don't want it to contaminate our skin. And, 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 and me, I'm here like I'm a chemistry student. This mafia, muffin, it's not muffin. It's not adding up. Come on now. They will not you with the ah, the baby for complete. You said you are too pompous. Mm-hmm. You always know everything. Mm-hmm. I just come so like you you say something explain this thing. he's like i don't know where they hear this they're here for nta 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 <laughs> talk that thing i told my mom say about it later just like just say nonsense that's happening i was like she just gave me a response i was like mm, come on come on come on come on just keep mm-hmm. by you like you'll be all right you'll be all right, you'll be all right. Mm-hmm. but the fear of ebola and being abandoned in that i definitely did feel like abandoned like this thing there was different nobody is so, okay it's just different. That's fair. Yeah. So I definitely felt like... Well, for like three months. It was the whole year. So nobody came the whole year. She came... I'm saying mom or dad didn't come the whole year. No. I didn't see my mother at that school until my graduation. Mad. Yeah. Tell me you were saying. <laughs> He's like, her trauma? Let's just go right over here. Next. High five. Next. <laughs> Next. But yes, I think because I would be here. So unless I had the very similar situation with Tammy's parents where I had moved back for work, I think that's the only way that I see myself dropping my kids off in another country mm. with house parents that I know that their brains can be tweaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's there's new ways to teach them training, don't you think? Yeah, I feel like more hands-on. Like you, I feel like there's a lot of ways. Like, yeah. Leaving them in... Like, I mean, it's... There is. You can teach. You can teach home training in the US. It's just a lot harder. It's a lot harder. A lot harder. Yeah. Because just by society in Nigeria, a lot like everyone's allowed to essentially like raise your kid, right? Yeah. 
right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of influence from yeah. once you walk out the door. Anybody can tell. Yeah. Come on, yeah. yeah. That's the problem. Everyone be... now has a say in your kids' life. Like people will now open yeah. the boundaries, like do something yeah. true, 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 things that like you yourself yeah. to do. It's true, yeah. it's true. Yeah, I don't know if I have if I have the answers on this one. It's, yeah. it's complicated. Mm-hmm. I it's enough for me. I thought it's a maybe. If I'm in Nigeria, I don't see myself staying here though and sending my kids to Nigeria because, like, man, I remember when my parents used to travel, like, getting in contact with them, just, like, feeling like no one mm-hmm. is actively in Nigeria, like, mm-hmm. Okay, so, the question now, would you ever move back to Nigeria, you yourself? I would if Nigeria gets better. I feel like Nigeria has a lot of potential. But, like, at this mm-hmm. stage, like, I feel like if you move back to Nigeria, it's honestly to frustrate yourself. Or unless you're going to yeah. enjoy, like, you've saved up enough dollars, you're going you're going to convert it to Naira, and you're just going to enjoy Lagos. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. that, like, if you're just going to, like, maybe do influencing and just, like, take a break. But, like, to move back mm-hmm. and actually want to earn a source of income, just, like, with the exchange rate, no like that, it's kind of, it's, kind, it's really cool. difficult. Unless you're working for a yeah. company that says, okay, they'll pay you in dollars, things like that. I feel like honestly, that's everybody's dream now. Just pay me in dollars. Yes, because if yeah. not, you're moving to Nigeria. No offense, but to kind of suffer because it's like yeah. what are paying people like everything that's going on with like our government, just the cost of living versus how much people are actually making. I don't see myself mm-hmm. moving back unless like by some miracle Nigeria gets better overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, what's so funny. She said before that she sort of like identifies as like. American, mm-hmm. but like all my parents are from mm-hmm. Nigeria. Every time you speak, I hear Nigerian accents. Like I feel like your <laughs> fluctuations, like the way she the sing songiness of her the speech of her speech pattern mm-hmm. is very Nigerian. It's just the ends are softened with an American accent. I don't know how to explain that. I don't know, but she gives me she gives me Nigerian. Especially as I said, all my friends are Nigerian. Yeah, Nigerian. exactly. So she gives me very. But it's a, I think I think is a nice political answer. It's hey, I mean technically I was born in Georgia, mm-hmm. right? I live in Georgia now. Mm-hmm. I've been here most of my life. Mm-hmm. This otherness you are seeing in me is mm-hmm. because my parents are <laughs> African. But if I'm not say that I introduce myself as Nigerian, that one never touched down yet. <laughs> That's fair because he he he's working aggressively to to grow his to Nigerian. grow his Nigerianness, and I think. To do that, you somewhat have to truly see yourself as, as a Nigerian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl, you Nigerian. I don't, I don't know how to. Yeah, you can be both. Can like, be but both. people are like, oh, like, because sometimes, like, you'll be like, oh, I'm from Georgia. They'll be like, oh, but where are you actually from? Or like, you know. And I'll be mm-hmm. like, okay. also, one thing I will say about Nigeria. So Nigeria still always cast. No, Nigeria always like Nigeria always comes up, and it's like Nigeria definitely has given me like some of my lifelong friends. Like going to boarding school, that's one thing I am grateful for. Like. So I would tell people, I'll be like, oh, yeah, because they know I'm not from here. Like, if I say Georgia, they'll be like, oh, but your accent, like, did you live somewhere mm-hmm. else? But, like, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well. All right. That's all I have for you, Tammy. All right. Thank you so much for sharing with us, Tammy. Thank you yeah. for having me. Thank you so much. I love I'm that. Big fan of your story. Yeah, it's quite interesting, honestly. <laughs> Thank you. Where can the people find you on the internet? If, if you, you want, want to yeah. be found. If you want to be found. What's my... Uh, oh, but that's concerned, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to remember. It's <laughs> Tammy Laura with two M's dot D, I believe. Mm, Tammy Laura dot D. Nice. Right. And if you enjoyed this episode, do not forget to like, 
subscribe, give us a rating. Yeah, five stars. All the good stuff. You can also still send us your jackpot stories, guys. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. stop playing. Let me hear. Let me hear what's up. Mm-hmm. If we get, if we get two hundred eh? likes mm. on <laughs> this podcast, Tamilere will write a whole essay in Yoruba. Ah! <laughs> Please join the line of people telling me I'm supposed to sing a song in Yoruba for my family members in the next I don't know how many years. Wow. So join the... to the back of the line, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we are not the first to request. All right. All right. See Thanks, Tammy. Bye. 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 Bye.